Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mliwa Gavaza, and for today, we have uh, what I think is going to be a very informative and interesting discussion um, around billboards. Now, we often see these things, you know, if you're on the roads um, in South Africa, particularly um, in the large cities, you see billboards all over the place, and they come in many different forms on the highways, on buildings on roads, on streets. Uh, some people even use um, the walls of houses just to display um, the ads yeah, for certain businesses, certain organizations, or certain campaigns. So for today, we are going to be chatting um, around that and uh, you know what it actually means and entails. And uh, we're going to be talking to Indaba Billboards and Media. Uh, they were recently ranked as uh, you know the biggest black-owned um, outdoor ad advertising company in uh, in South Africa. We're going to be understanding what the nature uh, of the industry looks like in the face of uh, technology disruption and how uh, the medium itself um, has performed over time um, when you compare it to you know some of the other mainstream aspects considering print, um, radio, television, and obviously uh, the proliferation of online. To help us to understand all this, we are joined by Neil Mulefi, um, who is um, uh, the CEO over at Double Billboards and the Media. Neil, greetings to you today. Uh, greetings to you too. Um, and thank you for having me and uh, greetings to your listeners as well. Thank you so much for being with us for today. It's uh, it is an interesting one. As I said, we're going to be having that discussion around uh, billboards. Uh, but before we just assume that you know you guys are just a simple billboards company, maybe you could give us some insight into Indaba and uh, the nature of your business. So Indaba billboards and media is a mass communication um, transit media platforms that we offer to clients. So what we do is that we have uh, roadside billboards, we have uh, wall murals, we have spaza branding, we have Wi-Fi in Texas, and we also do taxi branding and taxi ranks branding. So that's basically what uh, Indaba billboards does. We also have digital screens that are strategically placed um, in good positions, like I'd say your, your busy uh, street corners and your busy roads, your busy highways. Uh, that's what we are doing. Are there any particular spots around um, a particular city, town, or area? that uh, you guys have uh, some real estate on uh, that, uh, you know, people might be familiar with? Uh, yes, I mean, uh, in, most of our billboards are in uh, Houghton, uh, KZN, as well as the city of Cape Town. And most of our billboards are situated on Brasal uh, land. So we are in train stations, uh, roadside, uh, but yeah, mainly we are on Prasa land. That's 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 our biggest landlord. Uh, okay. No, no, no. That's really good. Uh, you know, at least to understand uh, the nature of the and the nature of the business. And um, from your description, it does sound like there's a lot that's going on. I think you use the term mass media. Uh, because there's a lot uh, going on beyond just uh, the billboards themselves. So outdoor media as a as a medium. How is outdoor media performing, you know, in South Africa? Um, are you guys uh, still where you were, you know, over time? 
um, you know, maybe you could even give us insight into how long you've been in business for, um, you know, just so that we can understand uh, the, the arc that you've sort of had to had to fight for. How has it been uh, outdoor media during that time? Uh, look, um, I think uh, when it comes to outdoor media and we know the changes that have been in the media patterns uh, during the last couple of years, we know that the digital space has taken over and it has also taken some of the outdoor budgets into digital. But uh, outdoor media will never die. It will always be there because that's the only medium that uh, you can actually see you know, when you drive. It's top of mind uh, medium. So the industry, it's a 4.2 billion industry. But unfortunately, we as black people don't make even a fraction of that uh, money. You've got uh, the likes of your big, what they call the top five agencies, uh, outdoor, outdoor companies, and they're still uh, the dominant guys within the industry. But yes, outdoor is not only going to die. If we look at reports like your Eric Welbeck report, it will show you that the top 20 brands that spend on outdoor, um, you know, some of these brands spend something like you know, three, four million a month on outdoor. You know? uh, but yes, as black people, we still have the challenge because agencies will tell us that uh, there's too many black people out there who own billboards. But then when we come back to them and say, look, we, we don't have those numbers that you are talking about, because they'll tell you there's about 300 and something thousand black outdoor companies, and there's none like that. Uh, we've even told this to government. We have an alliance that we call the Black Billboard Owners Alliance, which really is trying to, to advocate for the black voice and to show that uh, we are competitive. We are not just in the business because you know, it's an easy business. It's not an easy business. There's no easy business. So, yes, we are competitive. Let's play the, on the same platform. So, you look at uh, us as an alliance combined. I mean, we've got over a thousand sites if you take uh, all alliance member sites. So, yes, we are competitive. We can match uh, the same floor that these big uh, agencies are saying they can deliver. That is very interesting to hear that, especially when you consider just how big, uh, you know, advertising spend is and you're, and you're saying that uh, the outdoor media piece, you know, is, um, I think you said four, you know, four, 4.2 billion um, of that, you know, is outdoor and then a very tiny percentage of that is going towards uh, black people. And uh, since we're already in this part of the conversation, then now I'm keen to understand, I guess, um, some of the nitty gritties of why black people are finding it so challenging to do well um, in the sector. Firstly, um, the 300,000 number, where is that coming from? What do you mean 300,000 number? Um, you said that uh, when you, maybe I, maybe I misheard you, but I think you said just now that one of the arguments um, is that uh, there are over 300,000 uh, black-owned um outdoor companies in South Africa. Maybe I misheard you, you know, on that point. No, no, I didn't say, say 300,000. I said 
There's outdoor auditors out there, you know, uh, the likes of your Eric Allback, who who uses good systems to to, to verify billboards and verify billboards ownership. And uh, as PBOA, yes, we use Eric Allback to verify sites and verify who who's the sites belong to. So we know that most of the sites uh, still belong to JC Deco and Prime Media. Uh, or to let me just say the top five uh, big companies, you know, that have been there for a long time. And um, yes, as, as as black billboard owners, I mean, like I said, our, our, our alliance, the BBOA, we've got about uh, active uh, 22 members, you know, who have been verified and all, the, all of them that are there, the billboards actually belong to them. So they're not fronting for anyone. The billboards are theirs. Um, I mean, we've got challenges with municipalities as well as uh, brands, you know. And uh, like you said, uh, there's, 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 there's money in, in, in the industry. Um, you look at your FMCG brands, you look at your um, telecoms uh, brands, you know, you look at your, at your uh, beverages and so forth. Uh, you would see that uh, the money that it's spent is inappropriately spent to towards or favors the likes of the big five instead of us. So when when looking at uh, that specific challenge, I'm still on this. Uh, I'm I'm still on the piece of trying to understand um, where the where 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 black businesses are not being favored, and I think we're getting a little bit, uh, you know, more of an understanding now that they're still favored towards um, your big five companies um, and um, and the like. Um, maybe you could also help us to understand this. If I come into the market today, uh, this is Mudiwa Media, and I decide that I'm going to do, you know, outdoor media, set up some billboards. Where, what is my biggest roadblock? Is it money to set the business up and have, you know, uh, real estate in terms of uh, the billboards, maybe digital, uh, maybe having uh, places for the banners? Or is it more on the side of uh, I will struggle to get your your consumer facing brands and companies you mentioned FMCG you mentioned telecoms is my struggle you know setting up the business or is my struggle getting the corporates to actually come in and say um we're going to we're going to run our ads through you look um starting a business is a challenge i mean obviously you'll have to invest some capital in terms of building the billboards. Uh, you have to go through uh, very stringent uh, municipal bylaws where you need to apply to the municipality for actually putting up the structure. And uh, once you are done with that, you are then again faced with the challenge of registering at agencies, you know, uh, the media buying agencies, uh, registering your company there. There's a lot of red tape. As well as if you go direct to brand, then agencies get angry with you for going direct to brand. But you look at uh, the landscape now and see who who the CMOs are. Most of these CMOs are black. 
But uh, I don't know why Athens is not changing because they should be able to direct the agencies to say, I mean, we are, we are glad that the likes of NetBank proudly say that uh, 70% of their business must go to black people, you know. But there is no commitment. I mean, the agencies uh, have been working. They'll tell you about the rebates that they've got rebates with the big five, so they prefer working with them. They'll tell you about uh, OMC. And there are many of these apps that are more accurate than your, your, your OMC, you know. But um, yes, uh, you, 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 there's a there's lot of challenges. Hence, the PBOA exists to try and help young and upcoming uh, black business people who want to get into the industry and uh, show them how things are done. If I, if uh, once again I am an outdoor, um, I, I am a small business owner, I'm in the outdoor space. What's my best route to market at the moment? Because you said that you either go through the big agencies, um, yeah, uh, we you either go through the big agencies or you can go directly to companies. Um, right now, it sounds like um, there's a big reluctance uh, on the side of corporate, even if um, you have, um, yeah, even if you have transformation in terms of who is, um, who are the chief marketing officers of those companies, uh, there's still a preference towards the top five. What, what about if I go to small businesses in my area, in my community? Can I get good business that way? Or do you still need the deep pockets of corporate? Look, you can you, you can try to go to small businesses in your community, but because they're also small businesses, I don't think they'll have the kind of budgets that uh, the big corporate companies have. So for you to grow and uh, to be growing on a quicker scale, it's for you, it's for you to, 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 to go to corporate companies, you know? And all these corporate companies have appointed media buying agencies to manage uh, the, the, the media for them, you know? Uh, but you look at the uh, media buying agencies, you go to these media buying agencies, and they will uh, simply say, yes, we will give you business. Please come knocking. You, you always have to go and knock. But yes, there's nothing else. I mean, it's business. You have to maintain relationships with the agencies. You have to maintain relationships with clients. And yes, just go and knock. You, you, you don't stop knocking at these agencies. Don't stop knocking at these agencies. Okay, no, I, I think now we have a much fuller understanding um, for that. Thank you, Neil. You know, one of the most curious things we've had uh, a lot of, um, we've had a lot of businesses on this platform uh, that are in the media space. We've had uh, small, uh, we've had small black-owned um, advertising agencies as well as PR companies that have spoken about the struggle of break, breaking through the market. Uh, we've also had yeah, one of the, uh, a media buying company that is trying to push more business towards black-owned business, and they were talking about the struggle from that point of view. We're obviously talking to you as an outdoor company about uh, you know that particular struggle. So it sounds like the problem was well-known. Like, it's not a secret. It's not like... Uh, people are hiding in the corner. People actually know and understand what's going on and, uh, yeah, what's going on out there and uh, the issues. So 
in a practical way then you know moving forward um you've already spoken about your own organization that's trying to pull all of these uh, all of these black uh, owned uh, you know uh, media companies and outdoor companies together apart from things like that what else can can we do uh, to just make sure that there is you know advancement on that end um i know that government has now uh, started what we call the Meg charter uh let's hope that the implementation of, 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 of the charter and the rules and regulations that would be driven by the Med Charter would then be adhered to. And if people don't adhere to those things, then government has no choice but to try and find these people, you know. The, 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 the industry has been long, long, long overdue in terms of, of, of transformation in the, in the, in the, in the ad industry. Um, I know that Black people only came into the industry uh, in the 80s, you know, the likes of Peter Wunder, and then late in the 90s, that's when they opened up their own agency. But you look at this thing, 28 years down the line, we're still talking transformation. We cannot just talk and talk and talk. There needs to be implementation, there needs to be a plan, you know, because just talking and without implementing, then the industry won't change for another 30 years. Yeah, that is very certainly true. Uh, but let's talk, you know, um, zooming out a little bit um, to look at uh, now that we've sort of understood and articulated um, what the nature of the business is and some of the challenges that are being faced uh, by, uh, you know, black owned uh, business owners in the space. I want to switch over to to the trends side of the discussion. Because um, when it comes to media and advertising, at the moment, if I'm correct, there are four main ways in which businesses are advertising their brands out there. You've got your outdoor media, you've got your radio, television, and print. Um, actually, five if you include um, if you include online, which is now such a big piece of uh, advertising spend out there. Trends in your own space. So what are people gravitating towards, right? Is it still uh, the big billboards? Um, I think you mentioned earlier on um, the fact that you guys um, use, um, you know, space at uh, spaza shops to display ads and the like. What's actually popular at the moment? What are people actually receptive to? Is it still that traditional big billboard on the highway? Um, or is it more the digital ones? Is it the sponsor shop ones? Like, what are people gravitating towards? Look, obviously, the, 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 the digital, uh, we are living in a digital age. And uh, digital has now uh, come into the market and has taken a large share of the market from print as well as from uh, billboards as well, you know. Um, radio and TV are still uh, the number one. And then you've got your billboards, then your, your digital. Uh, I know that uh, in terms of print, I think the margins have have gone down, and even the the, the print circulations have, have gone down. But yes, uh, digital is the way to go. I mean, the digital space is taking over. There's more data analytics to it, and uh, clients get to understand who they are talking to at uh, particular point, you know, I don't think there's clutter there. So yes, digital has 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 come in and has has, has taken over. Digital is gonna take over the world. But 
not to say that outdoor TV or radio are going to die. No, they are not going to die. Outdoor will always be there. So inside outdoor, like what's 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 big at the moment? Swaza shops, big the the, the traditional billboards on the highway. Like uh, so, what's what's big at the moment? So it will be your digital billboards, your digital your digital billboard signs, as well as um, you know uh, the free Wi-Fi that we offer at Spaza shops now. So that's also running uh, back. And uh, there's new innovations that uh, we are coming up with. You know, we've got your holograms that are coming on board now. And yeah, but uh, like I said, digital. So the digital billboards, I think that's what uh, clients are going for now. All right. It is quite an interesting one. Um, And the reason I'm saying that is because do digital billboards still carry the same um, requirements? Because earlier on you were explaining to us uh, the fact that with the traditional big billboard, you have to go to municipalities, you have to, um, you know, talk to them and the like. Uh, but when it comes to the digital ones, do you still have to go through that? You, can you talk to building owners instead? How does that work? Look, you still have to do, uh, talk to your, to your landlords. But yes, after speaking to your landlords, you still need municipalities. Remember, we live in a country where there's law. So bylaws for each city are different. So you, even if you put it in a private property, but you still have to have the rights in the municipality. Yeah, okay. I, I think I think that makes sense from that end. I think where we're going to end off is on two points. Um, the first one is around Spaza Shop branding. I'm not uh, what you call this. I've been covering this space for for a number of years. And at least from the outside, it seems like this is quite a big missed opportunity out there because I really do think that there are a lot of consumer-facing brands, FMCG, retail, banking, um, and the like, that could be using your your sponsor shops even more to display their ads and the like. And obviously, it becomes an opportunity um, for for the owners of those spaces, the actual sponsor shop owners, to get um, you know revenue beyond you know their trading. You you get money simply uh, because you have real estate in a particular area. Am I reading that situation correctly? Um, because, like I said, I think it's a big missed opportunity. Uh, but maybe you can educate us differently. Yes, um, the, 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 the sponsor shop uh, branding. It's a, yes, it's a, it's a missed opportunity for, for for most of the brands, but uh, I think it is growing. I think people are more now receptive to it. And yes, I'm hoping that uh, with uh, you know new budgets coming in, we'll have more brands coming uh, to this puzzle because that's where the consumers are. You know, you're talking directly to consumers. So yes, it has been a missed opportunity, but uh, we are doing everything in our power to, set, to try and sell this puzzle shop. Uh, branding to brands and I think some of the brands are starting to understand and accepting uh, the branding of spaza shops so yes it's a good also an opportunity for the owners actual owners of the spaza to have revenue like you said so yes we are as in our billboards pushing very hard knocking at those doors to try and sell our spaza shop branding
I think, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on this space. Um, hopefully we can have, you know, more traction towards, uh, yeah, more traction towards that thing. Um, there really, you know, does seem to be, you know, a great opportunity that's there and especially an opportunity that can be win-win, you know, good for the brands and also good for the sponsor shop owners. Where we end off well, with you now, because it's really been a really great one, is the fact that, uh, you know, Indaba, uh, you know, is now ranked um, the biggest black-owned um, outdoor uh, or out-of-home advertising, uh, black-owned advertising agency in South Africa. What has that meant for you, just given the fact that you guys have been in business um, since 2019? That's the first one. And then secondly, I guess goals for the future. You know, how are you guys looking to grow? Look, it has been really exciting. It has been challenging and exciting. You know, it, we, we were helped a lot by actually uh, getting some sites uh, from Prasa, which I would like to thank them for, for, for that. But in terms of growth, uh, we are now looking at uh, going just not just in South Africa. We want to go beyond South Africa and form those partnerships with our Black Brothers in the rest of the continent uh, to ensure that uh, we keep growing. And uh, yes, we're looking at uh, new innovations. Uh, you know, we've got creative guys at, at, at work who are always uh, sitting and thinking of new ways of advertising, you know, that because that's what client wants. It's all about innovation, innovation, innovation. So you cannot sleep on the job. You, you need to, to be innovative, you need to be creative, and yes, you must think out of the box. But yes, uh, the growth has really helped Indaba and has put us on the map. But I think the next uh, step would be now to go beyond South African borders and form partnerships with other business owners in the rest of Africa. Yeah, that would be an exciting. Yeah, that would be an exciting development and something to uh, something to watch. There having uh, having those partnerships cross country cross borders uh because i actually have seen some of the uh to- some of the top 5 uh, of the companies that you were talking about just now, the fact that they do have presence in uh, in some of the surrounding countries, it does point to the fact that uh, on the ground, if uh, some of the black-owned businesses were to come together, uh, that such an alliance could be, you know, a big opportunity and, you know, quite frankly, a lucrative one. And maybe a quick follow-up, you know, to that, uh, you know, Neo, you and your partner, um, are veterans, so considered to be veterans in the industry, uh, Paseka. And um, uh, my question is, it's coming back to earlier on when I was using the example of myself coming into the space. You guys have been able to achieve, you know, um, very good growth in a short space of time. And obviously you have ambitions uh, to grow even further, grow out of the country. But how much of the growth or the success that you have um, that you have uh, amassed so far do you put on um, experience? You know, because I'm sure years of experience, that's one of those things that can't be taught. You just have to go through that and learn the industry, learn how things work. How much of that do you think has played a role in actually um, getting Indaba to where it is now? Um, it plays a big role. It plays a big role. And like I said, I've been 
I've been in the industry for the last 25 years, you know. Um, started working at Head Boys, then went on to join uh, Isri Multimedia. So, yes, I've got a lot of, of, of experience in, in this field. And uh, we've, uh, as much as we are competitors, but uh, we always uh, encourage each other in the industry as Black Brothers. You know, you've got the likes of Tsepo uh, Matsepe and Leruma Maisela who have also been in the out-of-home industry for a long time. You look at Paseka, he's worked for the likes of SAB or big corporates. So yes, experience helps a lot in, in, in business. All right, so that's it. Um, uh, we That's where we end off uh, today's discussion. It's really been a great one um, around uh, outdoor media um, in South Africa. We are often, yeah, this is one of those things that if you're in South Africa, you cannot escape. Uh, the moment you walk out the, walk out the door, uh, you are confronted um, with some form of uh, outdoor media or another. Um, I think the one that uh, most people know is obviously the large billboards uh, but also just in and around cities, neighborhoods, we often see flyers um, that are on the flyers on walls, flyers on trees and houses, but also at the same time, the digital um, side of things. That's uh, what Neil was pointing at as being a good area of growth for their business now, the digital billboards, but also, um, you know, some of the opportunities that come with the Wi-Fi provision. And uh, I think we also spoke quite a bit about the opportunity that lies um, when it comes to sponsor shops and actually trying to get, uh, you know, more brands to invest in that type of thing. Articulating at the beginning, of course, um, the challenges that are faced uh, by uh, Black-owned businesses in the space and, um, you know, some of the solutions um, that are being, you know, tabled and charted uh, to actually help um, to transform the space even more just so that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, there can be some type of a disruption to what has been a status quo uh, where the same uh, group of players is uh, has more or less dominated for decades. But, you know, having more inclusion in the space uh, just so that the money can flow through some of those channels in a different way. So that's been it. Uh, we were talking uh, we were talking uh, to Neo Molefi, who is uh, from the team over at uh, Indaba are just giving us, uh, you know, that insight into the state of the business. And we'll certainly be looking to see um, how that business grows, um, you know, over time. Good growth um, since 2019. Uh, but now just giving us uh, insight, you know, to say that actually uh, they want to grow even further. And one of the big ways that they're seeing at the opportunity to grow is, uh, you know, outside of South Africa. So that's been it. Indaba Billboards and Media. We were talking to Neo. Neo, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, and thank you for the interview. And thank you to your listeners. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.